Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey! Bam! 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 Season 2. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam, the first real episode by Real Ones in 2016. Uh, Hey Fam is a podcast about two mates and their love of unimportant shit. Unimportant shit like TV, movies, video games, comic books, and hot memes. Oh, yeah. Hot stankin' memes. Um, look, and I just would like to say, that, uh, before we continue any further, if you're not a real one, just turn this off right now. And don't hit like. Don't hit like. Just just have a good think. And when you're ready, when you're a real one, come on back and you can just listen. And it'll be like nothing ever, you know, happen. But forget about it. If you are a real one, and I, I'm pretty sure you are. Yeah. Um, welcome to this podcast. My name's Andrew Levins. Uh, my name's Angus Truscott. We are... Hey fam <laughs> Is that a new intro for season? Yeah, it's perfect and, and, and a big explosion Oh good Yeah, we've got more budget this year We just found out And um, we're kind of going to blow it all In this first episode It's We've got so many guests tonight It's going to be stupid Guest directors They're standing They're just like, The door is bursting at the moment It's uh, People are dying to get in We'll call you guys Don't worry We'll call uh, you guys in So Angus This is our, uh, our first time Hanging out in your couch On your couch uh, For quite a few weeks now Shit, it is too The last time we did this I believe we are in the Deer Company of a lovely bunch of television fans. Actually, we had a, one video game fan. Shag was. Oh, awesome. Sh- sorry. Of course, that was. Yeah, that, that's that's the night we did the impossible and recorded two podcasts back to back. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, so I, I had a really great end of last year with you, just uh, doing the the best oh. of best of 2015 episodes. It was like we had bucket list. It was just like one of us was dying, and then like <laughs> in between that was copious amounts of Star Wars viewing video game playing and recording podcasts and then I went away and it was just like oh it was like a really nice like you know we're graduating high school or something and it was my last week but yeah if you, if you haven't uh, listened to them yet definitely go check out our best uh, of TV movies video games memes and comic books <laughs> yeah and then steal all our opinions and just use them as your own so when people you know hey what films did you love last year you can just have a machine gun rapid fire list and they'll be like man this person's cultured wow and it'll be our little secret I mean that's kind of why we invite all the guests on is so oh, we could we had steal no their opinions. opinion yeah, exactly or when things were getting boring we just um, disagree <laughs> be like no that's <laughs> stupid I hate your movie get out of my house George Miller <laughs> um, so on the episode tonight we're going to go through a few of those lists from last year and mm. uh, I guess update them because I, I've caught up on a few things oh yeah um, and uh, then we're going to make some hot predictions for 2016 yeah and we'll probably forget now. but it'll be great to come back and see if any of them came uh, you know, became true. That's true. Um, it's, it's a time capsule episode. This is a time. Yeah, we're going to bury, bury this it one. <laughs> under Angus's dad's 
garage. Yeah, no one will ever find it. We're it's all like, time capsules go to die. Is that a making of the, a murderer reference? I need to ask. Uh, I, I refuse to watch that show. Should oh, I watch it? Go. Why do you refuse? I don't know. I don't actually do. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. uh, that's making a broken promise. <laughs> that's, a new series yeah, that I just started. Telling a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you like true crime, watch it. I mean, I'm a true crime fanatic, so I lap that stuff up so quick. Now, um, we're like how many episodes into Hey Fam? 20-something. You've said you're a fanatic of almost everything in the world. Never but said I've tr- never said you say true crime before. Yeah, you look. It's you can't just drop that second <laughs> season and expect everybody to I'm be on board. Changing the status quo. It's like, you know, when a lead character switches jobs or something. Yeah, we're, welcome to Hey Fam. It's a show about two mates and one of them likes true crime all of a sudden. <laughs> one of them likes pub culture. The other one solves murders. <laughs> He's an armchair. No, I, um, you know, I, I, I've made a decision not to make that public. People would like, if you say you're into... Like, yeah, it's like I love it when people die in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's like when someone's like, I'm really into history, that's okay. But if you go like, I'm really into Nazi Germany and Hitler, like, and I am, I find that fascinating. But when you say that, people are kind of like, oh, that's a bit odd. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm There's gonna different start- ways of phrasing it. So I love nonfiction works where, you know, sometimes the, the lead story is, is about someone who's been accused of a horrific crime. To real true crime fanatics um, who keep real true crime hours. Oh, and they're uh, very, uh, they are very few and far between hours. Um, do they refer to people that like fictional crime as fake crimers? Yeah, that's one of the disses we've I got. I don't watch fake crime. Yeah, like go watch your Law and Order, you know, that they dun, baby dun. shit. Yeah, when you're ready for some real, like, you know, real real ones, come visit me. Um, we spoke a lot about Netflix's reign over mm. our television screens last year and uh, Making a Murderer is, what's it called? Making of a Murderer? M- making a murderer. Making a murderer. Yeah, um, it's a it's a cooking show. Yep, it's um, you know it's no, it's not for the faint of heart, but uh, you know once you once you try a corpse, you never go back. There, now this is the show that kind of I didn't I didn't hear about anything about it beforehand. It's kind mm-hmm. of dropped and it seems to have taken over the world. And mm. even Kim Kardashian. Did, a, did an update last night saying Get that she got out of here. She got a Netflix. She signed up for Netflix just so she could see what this making a murderer show was and all people about. People like Kim Kardashian don't need to sign up for Netflix just to watch it, and that's that's a testament of how you know how yeah. crazy good. Look, um, I heard about it when the Jinx kind of wrapped up last year, which was that awesome six part HBO true crime series uh, about Robert Durst, um, guy who's been accused for he's in his like eighties, he's super old, but accused for murdering a bunch of his wives, girlfriends, etc. Amazing, insane ending. One of the greatest endings I've seen to a series. Again, doco, so it's not a script. And then Netflix kind of announced, oh, we've got a true crime thing in the wings. Yeah, because uh, the, after the credits roll of the uh, of the Jinx, there's a, there's a, there's a post credit scene where the the, the head Fury of, the head of yeah, Nick Fury and, and then and then like kind of pitches making a murderer. And yeah, it, straight we've in. got this thing called so the Netflix yeah, initiative. Uh, the craziest thing about all true crime stories, they're all shared universe. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're shared universe. I mean, look, Charles Manson still they don't have the rights for Manson yet. Like he's still <laughs> in the other one. But once they get him, I think they're just going to reboot him and they'll slit him like straight in. When are they going to reboot Jack the Ripper for 2016? <laughs> yeah, who's going to play him? Uh, for Jared Leto, I heard he's like it's really not obvious choice, but yeah, yeah kinda, he's really going to reinvent the Ripper. I think he's not going to have eyebrows. I think he's going to like make out he has tattoos. I mean, I was hoping for the Rock. He's going to have ripped tattooed above his head. Ja- ro- rock the ripped. Ripper. Well, rock the Ripper. Oh shit! Now that works. Or Jack the Rocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Netflix announced it then, and just it, like you know, they don't really do trailers for things. It just kind of dropped, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's a true crime show. That's really. 
crazy. It dropped the day after Force Awakens came out. So I didn't really have time to take that in because why would I be watching a story about a horrific crime when I could be watching a movie I've seen several times again and yeah. again? So last last we spoke about Force Awakens, you'd seen it, I think, four times in a week. Sure. And I've now- only seen it one more time since then, but, but- there was several few uh, new dimensions added to it. Uh, <laughs> literally, I saw it in the 4D in Osaka uh, with my dad at like, I don't know, like Tuesday night and it was completely packed. And fuck, a 4D movie is utterly insane. I'd heard, like, I know Eb and Raj told us on an episode they were on that they saw, I think it was Fast 7 or Fast 6 in 4D. Yep. And they saw it at, I think they said Universal. So I assumed it could have been like, it wasn't, like, I, I just didn't say, in my mind, I didn't consider it to be like a real film going experience. Cause like, man, there's probably like rides and like everywhere in the rooms all branded and <laughs> like with Fast and Furious shit, they own it. But this was just like at a cinema complex. It wasn't a theme park. It was just the, like their equivalent of Greater Union or Hoyts or whatever. Um, yeah, and it was in 4D, and I was like, "Oh, let's go see that." It's- so, without spoiling Force Awakens for the like half a person yeah. that hasn't seen it, yeah. listen to this for the deadbeat who um, listens to this podcast. Can you describe a scene from Force Awakens and and what what dimensions were added to the sure. scene? I mean, let's just go opening. Um, okay, so so the scroll, scroll. No, seriously. <laughs> so I've got to describe the chair you're in, though. You're in a chair. It's almost like you're getting into. A super comfortable. It's like a mix between a lazy boy and a roller coaster chair. Like there's a little thing here that like toddlers have in their seats so they don't fall out. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty extreme. And then after the opening crawl came out, I found out why it's not extreme at all. You know how, um, blah blah blah. They the sent her best pilot on a mission. Text scrolls up. Yeah. And then it pans down to see Jakku. Yep. Everyone's seat just tilts forward. So whatever POVs in the film, your chair is tied to it and then i'm like oh shit and then the ships come over and every time a ship came over like i got a thud in my chair like you could feel it and then the next shot is the stormtroopers standing there and the lights are kind of blinking on and off there's strobes going off every time in perfect unison then the door opens and they come out shooting and there's like air guns you can't see them in front of the chair in front of you and every laser bolt there's a puff of air in your face and the strobes go off again then they torch that village and there's just smoke coming up through the cinema <laughs> this is all within 30 seconds and i was like having i was laughing my head off and japanese audiences that's where i, I was in japan obviously in osaka i said everyone's so quiet and so i mean my dad are like killing ourselves because we're getting thrown around it's, it was so extreme and then like bb8 rolls up and has a look and you like roll with him and then stop and when his head goes up you go it's insane did it you was, get sprayed with any substances there was no um look there i took a photo of the, the dimension the thi- of water wasn't wasn't used water wasn't used in this and it's look, a fair dimension yeah it's it's you know it would have been good in Episode one, I guess, when they go underwater with Jar Jar. Maybe there was some bad feedback. They said there was scent and I smelled something during the movie. And then I was like, oh, I did smell something. And what was that? What scene was that again? My dad like admitted. He was like, oh, yeah. He's like, that was just my fear. Like, he's like, I was getting thrown around so much. He's like, that wasn't part of the movie. Sorry. I was like, oh, yuck. <laughs> That's super gross. But also really funny. But it was kind of like, I'm so glad that was, I would never see a movie like that for the first time like not even like bridget jones edge of reason like like because it's like you're just missing out so much because you're getting thrown around but it was i, know, I thought fun. i thought bridget jones's edge of reason would have really added uh had, 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 had been really improved with the addition of robert truscott's smell of fear <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know uh maybe 
you know, I'm sure there was some uh, some, some guys, some, some uh, what, are they, what are they, some salary men that run the cinema there. They're probably taking notes. I'm like, oh, we need to introduce, uh, you know, more like fart gags. <laughs> Someone's dad, yeah, just, just beef beef just, it up. Yeah, look, we just had a huge bowl of ramen before from this uh, really great restaurant. Um, so I can see why the, the fear was, um, you know, wanting to jump out of his body. But that's Mitch and Talk. That's other podcast talk. Yeah, we'll talk about food and farts <laughs> on my other podcast, yeah. The Mitch and. You can find it at Facebook.com. It's about the, the farts Mitchin. and uh, the food that precedes them. That's <laughs> right. Um, so you mentioned Japan, man. Do you want to talk about Japan? Because uh, I was Look, there a few months ago. Say no more, fam. It's just like... And you were there for from... from Christmas to it's last a, week. Yeah, yeah. Christmas like three, Day till weeks. Yeah, yeah. Just close to four. And I mean, you've been there, and I'm sure people who listen to this have definitely been there. And it's it's just one of those places you never hear someone goes and goes. I had a garbage time there, and I couldn't yeah. wait to get home. Like That's it's true. such a great place, especially for people like you and I, or people who listen to this podcast. People Fucking who have like dorks. yeah, people have like interests. Like it's not <laughs> a bad thing there to be interested in something like, yeah. Oh, there are whole suburbs devoted to like a particular I think interest. In- interest is selling it a bit short, like obsessions. Yeah. Obsessions. Like fond, everything's commodifiable. If you wanted something there, a fond interest, a yeah. fond, a fondress, a passion. Like it's really good for passionate people. And I was like, you know, walking to a, like, for example, I got there and walked into a convenience store. It was like 10 PM. As soon as we landed, needed some supplies, uh, get some soft drink, get some water, get, Oh, but everything I was buying was Star Wars a fight. Yeah. And that was pretty much, that sums up the whole trip. Like I got face washes, I got body scrub, I got chewing gum, I got notepads. Like look, look to the left of you now, I've got a new notepad and pen set up. Oh, it's hot. It's the, a- uh, the pen is Kylo Ren's uh, cross-guarded <laughs> lightsaber. And like, you, you, it's... Ooh. Yeah, it's fancy. a total pen. And then like a Kylo Ren notepad next to it. And like, it sounds basic, but you can't find shit like this here. This is like, you know... Above and beyond. And you, and you can buy it at all hours of the night at convenience stores. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, if you don't want any human interaction in a vending machine. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, you've been there, I've been there. If you haven't been there, really, you know, make a note to go there. It's a beautiful place. Great time. <laughs> Real magical. <laughs> uh, you can tell I don't work for a tourism board of any kind. Yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess after this, those, uh, those salary yeah. men that want their uh, stinky movies. <laughs> As if they don't exist in Japan. They've got fetishes of the wazoo and yeah. there's sound to be like stinky cinema. 5D, the fart dimension. Yeah. See, that's... Yeah, come on, man. We, come got, on. we got white dads yeah. all the way from Australia. <laughs> we filled them up with nothing but stanky ramen. <laughs> and now you're going to have to sit in front of them. Ew. Uh, we were back row though and so I was kind of okay with that. I knew that it was I, kind of in a way I was jumping on that grenade and blocking it for, you know, <laughs> so to speak, and protecting the rest of uh, the audience. But man, seeing a movie, I always see a movie every time I go, and it's the fourth time I've been, and I get so wound up in the cinema because, look, let's be honest, Australians are a pack of cunts when it comes to going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> They're just chat. Like, I love watching the previews. I even love watching the previews to the previews. Yes, I know that's weird, but I what, paid... As in, like, the local, I love the local seeing, business yeah. ads. Oh, totally. Like, it's all part of going to the cinema. Like, <laughs> I love the whole thing. And, you know, I've paid, like, an extreme amount of money to go here, so to speak. And I'm going to watch it. And I don't want to hear you talking. I don't want to see your phone lighting up. I don't want to hear you open a packet of fucking chips, like, two minutes into the film. Like, you know, change the candy bus. Don't sell loud things. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, right, okay, right. So, just sell tubes of... Oh yeah, like yogurt or something. Just sell yogurt at the bar. Or just like how good would like a, um, a, a like a commemorative Star Wars, <laughs> like just just pots of yogurt. For... I just like like a BBA full of yogurt. It'd be yeah. fantastic. But like I don't know, man. 
it starts with a candy bar. Like they, they I can't believe there hasn't been. You know, you you see these like. I can't believe there wasn't a Beyond 2000 about like quiet cinema food. <laughs> like that's that stuff really ruffles my feathers. Seriously, like popcorn, it's loud, it's crunchy, like it's great. But come on, come on. Well, that sounds like a great place to seek to uh, movies of 2015. <laughs> yeah, and, sorry. Uh, when you asked me about how I like Japan, I just went on a tirade. Of why? <laughs> I, look, I went to the Rev and I came to it. I saw a movie here like the day after I got back, and I, yeah, I was just reminded again of how um, rat shit people can be in a cinema. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I have a, a pretty good... I've, I haven't had a, a bad cinema experience in, in Australia in a long while. Yeah, you're probably like a lot more easy going than me too when I'm in there and it's I'm dark. just chill, man. I just You're the just, chill one. Everyone knows that. <laughs> you're the chiller. Me you're, and my son just... You're the just Joey. Get... I'm the Chandler. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> um, so I have not seen any movies since we did our, our movies episode, which is... So Star Wars. Twice. I saw Star Wars twice, yeah, yeah. yeah. And your um, wife liked it? Yeah, I loved it. And I think that was definitely like, you know, we, we talked about how much we loved it in our weird spoiler episode. Yeah. But um, if I was to redo the movie episode again, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely put like, you know, I guess like the most enamored I became with a movie and how excited it was to be swept up yeah. in, in, in how exciting it was. And, and it's still kind of exciting. Like everywhere you go, it's still kind of everywhere. I think it would continue to be for a long while too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're going to be talking about that new Star Wars movie that we're going to get Ooh. at the end of the year when we get to our hot predictions. But uh, what about TV, Angus? TV. Um, look, I guess the show, our show was founded on TV. I mean, so to speak, yeah, we yeah. started this the week famous. To, to, to make fun of Entourage. To make fun and of Entourage. Ballers. And ballers. And also try and describe the weird love-hate relationship we were having with TD2. A true detective, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, so TV was a really big part of this. And... So, look, I, I've got some pr- predictos. I, I've completely forgotten them. Despite, them. I'm glad I wrote them down because I've actually blanked. Yeah, I wrote some too. But um, what do you think? Well, I really, I spent like I've actually managed to catch up on a shitload of television since uh, we recorded our best television of 2015 episode. That's right. You watched, and we both kind of did stuff that we had told one another. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to get yeah, around to straight it. up. Um, and. I finally finished Mr. Robot. Well, let's call those our New Year resolutions. We actually got around. Yeah, to yeah, but I made them a lot earlier than New Year's Eve. I, yeah. I, I believe I said in ten episodes ago, I'm going to watch all of Mr. Robot before yeah. the next episode. Because you were like two men. That's right, me, Lee, Tran, Lam. We're like, where are you up to? And this like previously five. heard on our TV show, and we're like, stick with it. It gets really good. Holy shit, it gets so fucking good. The episode and uh, look, should we say spoilers? Let's do some like light spoilers. Light spoilers. When you find out about. A female family member of his. Yeah, that was for me when I was like, "What the fuck?" And it was a huge "What the fuck" moment, and, and it explained so much that happened. Before. And and it was just so clever because they they just don't really tell you certain things up until that point. Yeah, that you're like, "Oh fuck, of course." I mean, this lead character presumably has some form of uh, schizophrenia, and it's an amazing plot device because you can withhold stuff without being a lazy writer, or you know, you can have like twists and stuff and they can occur naturally as part of the plot, not just like yeah. M. Night Sh- Shyamalan shit. Yeah, uh, and I think, I, I don't know, I guess maybe you or Eb or someone in the past said that the last episode was disappointing. I said after like, for me personally, because I watch eight, nine, ten in a row. Yep. And to me, eight and nine have some amazing reveals. Nine's easily the best episode of the nine's entire the best. season. And the for opening sure. for nine is amazing too. The flashback opening yeah. in the shop. Like, and that is just beautiful. And I think I was on such a high from nine that for 10, I watched it again, liked it a lot more, but it does this, you know, cheeky time jump. And but, but it's kind of a lot of you I, going. It's so ballsy that it did it's that. It's ballsy as fuck. Like, that's a seat. I watched it and I was like, that could be a season two, episode one. Yeah. 
that's what it kind of felt like to me and, and one thing I didn't like it was a lot of the lead just kind of walking around and asking people what happened. I just I don't know. I, th- I thought that was just so much fun. Yeah, I was and, like, and him because like the entire time he, Elliot try, like you know he's created the the audience is 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 the person that he talks to. Yeah. that he creates like you know yeah, as totally. a way to kind of understand things that are happening to him and you know explain what's going. on. You're in on. the dark for once with him, and he and he doesn't trust the audience that yeah. he's talking to. Yeah, he's no. like, who am I talking to? You? I just I don't know. I thought it was really, really I still, fun. I really, the Times Square bit a bit thing where it had like him and his mum, and I was like, where, "Where's his sister in the thing?" I don't know. I was having all these like weird problems with that, but yeah, that was goofy, but it was kind of cool in the same. Like, I, I thought that was like purposefully oh, on, man, the, on the nose. Slater, just like ultimate bro. Like this was the, 2015 was the year of the Slate Man. I think he <laughs> so. Uh, it. But um, man, the um, they've, I, they announced a second season. Yeah, but I was just gonna say that episode. What I do like it contains my favorite episode scene in the entire season, and that. Is Elliot's confrontation with the is it are they the Danish? German wife, uh, Ger- German yeah. wife of the, oh. European wife, European uh, nondescript hot model European wife who forced herself into labour. There are very very few moments that where I'll really really just be overcome with the desire to, to just have to tell my wife she's hot when I'm watching <laughs> something on television or a did movie. you do it? I had to, yeah, but I, I I I made it until I was proud of myself. I didn't do it until that scene. So it's her last scene. And she's quite in all in ten in all ten episodes. Good. I just I was like, I can't hold There's this no in anymore. No I got to tell my wife that this girl's hot, and she was like, Yeah, I know. Oh, good. So I'm glad good. you came to me. And also, and that's why I married her. Yeah, you know, like you, she she gets me, man. And when she's watching, um, you know, <laughs> when she's watching uh, the baller, she can just turn around to you and be like, Rob Cordre, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a rock girl. Oh uh, yeah, everyone's well. She, I, I would have um, stood up at the wedding and said, I have a few uh, objections. <laughs> um, she's not a rock girl. The Yeah, that scene is amazing. It's like some of the... It's tense as fuck. It's like a game of poker. Like they're both just trying to bluff each other out and you're just like going, Ugh, it's like a minefield. It was amazing. But I found the middle episodes of Mr. Robot such a slog. Is this and the I, drug I, jail ones? I don't know why. I, I, just, like I just found it like... Just like it got really, really bleak and kind of... I was waiting. I knew there was a... A Fight Club-esque reveal that mm. was going to happen at some point. You knew it was coming. Mm. Plus, they kind and of hint it when they play, like, Where Is My Mind on piano in one of the scenes. Yeah, that was a bit... Like, yeah, I was a bit weird. Movie. I was like, that movie's still super fresh and But I kind conscious. of... I feel like maybe they did it on purpose. They did. The, yeah. yeah, creators said that that was a complete, complete reference to that, which is kind of cool because... And it was, it was like, a lovely rendition. Yeah. But, um... So, I knew that was coming and I was getting impatient for it and... And... I don't know. I just found that... I found this episode a real slog and then, like... A female character dies at the end of like episode six and, and seven. That's really shocking. And I was like quite burnt by it. But then at least one of those deaths makes sense in the greater story by mm. the end of it. Um poor old girl who dies in the in the car boot you know, whose body is in the car boot. Yeah. I don't that's understand. Shocking. I don't understand what that served. What to what like it doesn't really motivate Yeah, what was any, it? I mean, I mean obviously no no, no one's death should motivate anybody. But guy... like it didn't really move her being dead didn't really move the plot forward at all. Yeah. It no. just kind of gave Elliot something else to be a fucking sad kind of about. Um yeah. But look, I, that was the only gripe. I I ended the season ex- super excited and I just loved they really like every single plot point came to a really exciting head in that last episode, and I'm very excited for the second season. And super cool male and female characters, absolutely, and a trans character. 
Who, oh. was, who was like the fucking highlight Dude, of the whole season? And it's, it's it's um the the doctor from Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. Doctor Wu. Doctor Wu. Sick. Amazing. I've got yeah. a Lego figure of him. And did you watch the end of episode ten when there was the post? Of course, scene? which I thought yeah. was brilliant. And it's like, oh, of course you're playing double by yeah. The other set. It was so cool. Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. Great. Um, my I love dad watched that in front of me while so we're much. at um. Jurassic World or no no in Japan he caught up because uh, we had Airbnbs and the place was so small so we we're in separate joints and um they had like an Amazon Fire thing like an, an Amazon Apple TV and Mr Robot's free on there oh great and he's like oh great I can catch up and I came in just as the credits are rolling for the last episode and he's like all right let's go now I'm like no 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 keep this going and he's like oh and I saw that scene again I was like fuck yeah I'm pumped for season yeah, two for those who haven't seen it Nick Fury shows up yeah Nick Fury shows <laughs> up. Tony Stark gets in there. Batman's in there. They also caught up on uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, how is it? Have you haven't watched it all. I've only F one. Right. Wow. Fuck. No. It. it um. That's in my resolutions in this episode to actually watch. But actually, before we go further, I just want to say I would not let a game rule me like Metal Gear Solid Five. Like I am surprised I still have friends. I spent so much time on that, and I just didn't watch movies i didn't go to the cinema i didn't read comics you, well, you still managed to see more movies and tv than me but oh but a lot of them were repeat viewings <laughs> but yeah um jess jones i just i started again tonight from the start because i kind of remember what happened but i want to have that kind of back it's, to back again wh- wh- i was watching that back and forth with um mr robot and sure. at, at one point it, it was just painful it was like just torturous really what, what, bleak what, what about slog it? Oh, fests sure. it just i don't know I, I maybe i'm getting stupider as i get older and like hey ha- maybe kids are getting out, hanging out with a two-year-old and just relating to what he wants to watch more and sure peppa pig episodes are only five minutes why would the fuck would i watch an hour-long fucking bore fest and it's kind of like what is boring no nah, it's not boring or is a really wrong term it's just you know it's it's very moody and it's very slow in parts because they really stretch a lot of things out to hit that 13 hour sure netflix sweet spot yeah um which i thought worked well for daredevil it really did and and i thought daredevil did the build really well but then the final episode it was just a piece of shit now i've heard this does the opposite it does the opposite like the build is that, like yeah. come on and then when it gets going it gets going a bit too fast in in one of the one like one of the, towards oh, sure. the end and like that does way too much in one episode. And like, why didn't you just do these all these big massive things across three episodes instead of doing them all in one? Yeah, sure. But then the finale is is really really satisfying in a oh, way great. in a way that 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 Daredevil absolutely wasn't. And I feel like few Marvel things really are. Look, they can't really do villains of third acts that well. I mean, that's this is so a far. this they 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 really really treat the main character. Um, Jessica Jones yeah. with the respect she deserves by letting the villain end the way he does. Like, right. Yeah, the, 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 letting his arc end the way it does. Purple it's, Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as a fan of the, the comic book that it was based on, I thought in a way this the, the way they dealt with it was almost better. Oh, wow. Which is a very rare thing That's to say. That's a super rare thing for a comic uh, book reader and aficionado to admit, so... You're the bigger man for that. And so my I, other, um, oh, and just earlier in the week, Jessica Jones season two got announced. Awesome. I mean, we all knew it was coming, right? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I know. I thought I, I thought maybe we would get Luke Cage before. Before. Yeah, sure. I think well, we what's are next. Well, so it goes Daredevil season two, then maybe Luke Cage, then Jessica Jones season and two. And now apparently Punisher. I read today. Punisher's in Daredevil. No, but standalone. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm super it's so to... daunting and, and, and you'll hear about that during our predictions as well but uh oh yeah um so what are we doing are we still recapping do you want to talk about games because i know a certain oh, game recapping. was gift- gifted to you yes yeah, so much like i uh i i i, I insisted levin's pursue and stick with uh Monty mr robot, robot. 
Uh, yeah, Monster Roboto, uh, Arigato Mr. Roboto, all those great ones. I was lucky, a very lucky boy, and was gifted by my beautiful friend Andrew Levins uh, and his wife and uh, Archie a copy of Splatoon on Wii U, the one of the most hot discussed games on HeyFam in 2015. And each discussion went, hey, Angus, why haven't you fucking played Splatoon yet? And every <laughs> there was never really a good answer. I was like, oh, I'm just playing Metal Gear. And then I started playing it Sunday. No, last night I started playing it. Um, Splatoon. Splatoon. Not, not Metal Gear again. Not Metal Gear again because, uh, you know. My- yeah, before we get to Splatoon, how is your your um, promise to everyone that you were going to play every Metal Gear game? It's going, going really well. You I are took my PS Vita with me. No, I was playing it while I was away. Oh, that's that's why I wasn't listening to any podcasts. And any um, opportunity when I was like in bed or, you know, on a plane or on a, on a bullet train or whatever because it's so fast you can't really look out the window. Um, I've been replaying Metal Gear 3. I'm going in not in release order. I'm going in story chronological order. And so I've got Metal Gear 3. Then after that, I'm going to... I'm not doing portable ops. I'm only going to doing ones made by Kojima. Mm-hmm. And then straight into Peace Walker. Then straight into Metal Gear 1 and 2, the NES games. Because they actually come with this um, on my Vita. And then Metal Gear 1, which I got waiting to... I, I'm, I'm not going to play 5 again because, hey, no one needs me to play 5 again. <laughs> and then I'm going to cl- uh, top it all off with Metal Gear 4. And Wild. Say thank you, Kojima. So and even though even though he's excused himself of the 100-hour... Um, playthrough of Metal Gear 5 that's still about 200 hours yeah, if yeah, not more yeah. and of, of I'm finding like you know the controls for the other one There's, I'm finding some things which like video games have come a long way like some things that are very easy to do in 5 are very difficult yeah, to man, do if you compare three. Pong to Fallout 4 you can do way more yeah yeah <laughs> thanks a lot Fallout 4 uh, but yeah I've got Splatoon and it's exactly everything you said it was and every great review said it was it's a shooter but it's not and it reminds me so much, and I think you've said this, of one of my favorite Mario games, Mario Sunshine. Um, the controls are amazing. I remember reading, or maybe even heard it on IGN, the Nintendo podcast. One of the guys was like, oh, I turned off the motion, but fuck no. You no, need the, the motion, motion on there. The motion's great. It's really subtle. Once yeah. you learn it, you realize you can play with the pad down and just do slight little like flicks and stuff. Oh, man, it's great. It looks great. It's really interesting to see Nintendo like embrace this kind of... like. Harajuku slash Shibuya culture, like it reminds me. Of, did you ever play the world? The world ends with you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, really great RPG. How similar is the aesthetic to World Ends with You? Like this fictionalized version of Shibuya, where it's like kids and like they encourage you to like you know buy more fashion, but where it's obviously just power ups and stuff. You know, normal Nintendo would call it power ups, but in this way, you can get like cowboy hats and like cool like classic Harajuku cowboy style clothes. It's really interesting to see them embrace that modern part of Japan. They don't really do a lot. Totally. Yeah. And I, I thought that was kind of super ballsy for them and refreshing. And this isn't a put down, but it doesn't look like a Nintendo game. Like really? character yeah, designs. Right. Okay. I'm finding like, I'm, I guess I'm used very used to some Mario villains and your of classic. Course, sure. But yeah, I, I just fought the first boss on a single player last night and just brought back so many memories of like, Mario Galaxy or Mario Sunshine, like yep. figuring it, like yeah, I was just—it's so good, and I just feel like such a prick for not picking it up, and I, now no, I feel like a prick. <laughs> and but the whole thing, there's, there's so much love has gone into it, and I feel yeah. like few games really felt that warm. Um, to oh, totally, play. Like, everything, it's a everything, package yeah, too. exactly, yeah. Well, and I, there's yeah. a few annoying little bits about about it, but I feel like that's you know definitely. I haven't run into last year. many or any obvious ones yet. I just just get ready to fucking hate the Squid Sisters. I was about to say the only thing I hate are those 
dumb little morons who interrupt your loading or wait, ready to play the game by having horrible dialogue about new levels. And that's every time you turn it on. Yeah. Forever. You, you can't... It, it, they stop you from, from playing the game for a solid minute or so Jesus. just to let you know what you can do. Uh, but we all know it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's frustrating. So when you play online... There's only two stages and they change? Is that the uh, uh Yeah, but there are different modes, so different stages for each mode. So you unlock each mode, because I've only uh, got a few at the moment, sure. Yeah, but the... Uh, yeah, for, it's just like a cycle every every hour or so they change the, the huh. stages up. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And and it is kind of good to play them over and over again and get used to all the weird different yeah. things. Because some of them are surrounded by water. Some of them have... Yeah, like I just paths. did a water one before and you're like, oh yeah, despite being a squid, you can't go in water. Yeah. Uh, really, really glad and, you know, might would retroactively change a lot of my statements about my Nintendo, uh, my feelings about Nintendo, my complicated relationship with, with it last year. Mm-hmm. We've started off to a great start. I visited both the Nintendo trading card, uh, original house in the middle of Kyoto. Yeah, there's some great photos of Angus uh, doing a bit <laughs> of a Nintendo voyage on our Hey Fam Facebook page. Wearing my dad's uh, Uniqlo jacket because it was super cold and I didn't want to wear my uh, super dope expensive trench coat <laughs> uh, from APC. Uh, by the way, we're sponsored so by So you were APC. like, hey, hey Rob, stop farting in that jumper. <laughs> yeah. I want to wear it. Stop doing stinky farts in that jumper. <laughs> I'm going to do stinky farts in that sweater. And then the next day went to the current Nintendo headquarters, which was amazing. I mean, it was cool going to the card one, but... It's written in like kanji and like a font that's not the Nintendo font, you know. And then when you walk to into the area where they're like, there's two big ones. They're kind of like, man, I don't want to get morbid, but they're kind of placed like Tower 1 and Tower 2. They're like diagonal. Um, but they're not. They're white cubes. They look Nintendo-y. And there's the... White cubes, but steel beams? And yeah. Uh, Bowser cannot melt them. Bowser's fire cannot melt that shit. And it's just like, oh shit, there's Nintendo. And... Oh wow, Miyamoto's in there constantly, and fuck the Nintendo NX is in there, and yeah. Oh shit, I was having like yeah, I was really cool moment. Yeah, that's amazing. And it, even though yeah, I mean, so Angus didn't literally didn't actually go inside. Oh, the you can yeah, 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 yeah. He just like took, even, took some sweet selfies on from the outside. Oh, totally. Yeah, you can't get in there even when they sent like, you know, someone who works in Nintendo. I think you can only go to like several rooms. Even like Nintendo America can't get into the bowels of that place. That's awesome. It was awesome, but yeah, I'm looking forward. Um. Do, do, should we do predictions for video games now? Um, Wait, no, yeah, we, we did we, TV. We, we no, talked we about TV, about we talked about movies, we talked about games. Uh, comic books is the one one main <laughs> episode that we didn't... Because I don't think we can really like, oh yeah, I want to catch up on this meme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing with memes. Once we talk about them, they're already going to be like dead and outdated. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So yeah, every single... If you haven't listened to the meme episode yet, grain of salt, every <laughs> single meme that we talk about is dead now. Yeah, it's so 2015. You're going to sound like the biggest shithead trying to drop those memes in a nightclub to to impress um, uh, that that sexy person you want to spend the night with. Uh, when you you weren't able to make it to the best comics episode, so I got someone else that only read Star Wars comics in <laughs> with the same initials. And yeah, that's right. So from Angus Truscott, we got Alexi Top Toliopoulos from yeah. um, the Blank Slate Movie Podcast, and I think he did a fine job. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Um, uh, I will be listening and taking notes because one of my resolutions uh, for this year is to to read more comics. Like like uh, even tonight before we started, I was like, oh man, did you pick up the new Star Wars? And as we know, there's like six or seven titles now and it's an investment. So that's why like I only read Star Wars ones, but I've got to catch up. I've there's got plenty, like- man. And that, that not, not just for you, but anyone listening, if you do want to read more comics, the, the, you couldn't listen to a better kind of guide to what was the best that came out last year. It was so um, cool to see the feedback. Coming through, dude, like, and for people me, have come even through. Who wasn't on it, and was like, like, "Oh, I've just started buying comics now because of that." Every every time I go into King's Comics since then, 
um, Scott or um, or Vern, who actually was on the episode, is like, dude, more people have come in just because they listen listen to Hey Fam and have just bought like all the comics that we were raving about. It's so cool. So they're not customers; li- they're real ones. If you're listening, you are a real one. If you did that, I really really appreciate you mentioning that you listen to us on Hey Fam wow. because I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess one. I, I wish I could say it's a prediction, but um, hopefully it'll come true. But I really want to make the um, the po- the comic podcast that I did with Siobhan like a separate weekly thing. Oh wow! Because there's so much fun. I love so much comic coming so out. Much. Hey, there's a 2016 prediction. That's one, yeah, that's yeah. one prediction right there. Um, yeah, but if you want to hear more comic book stuff, if you uh, if you think maybe that that would be something that you would love, please let us know on our Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. If you want to like, you know, hear more meme stuff, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, right just make a meme just keep about listening. <laughs> um, so let's get into our predictions, Angus. Where yeah. should we start, dog? Well, look, we ended on games and I think we can, you know, we can do some weird going backwards and going forwards. You know, we've got okay, to go so backwards. We'll, we'll, we'll predict with games, then we'll predict TV, then we'll predict movies. Sure. Sure. This is how we're doing it, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, before we get into games, I just want to say that from a comic book perspective, and we'll get into a lot more new comic stuff uh when the next uh, Levens and Siobhan have serious issues, bonus episode comes out this month. But I'm really looking forward to, more than anything else, whatever Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips do this year. Because oh, yeah? uh, their last... Their last um, we, we raved about it. We pretty much said it was our favorite comic book of, of last year. A lot of us did. Actually, no, the, I read this in the comments. The I actually fade out. did. Because yeah. um, some was, guy didn't was, like the ending. Uh, incredible. But uh, um, yeah, the last issue of that came out last week and... It just capped off a really, really fantastic series, and I, I can't wait to see what they do next. But Angus, please, your game predictions for 2016. Look, we've been hearing the rumor for years. Uh, it's been announced, I think, at two E3s now. It's been announced even more. I think we've seen footage of two. I'm talking about the next Zelda game. I'm not talking about any shitty Triforce Heroes. Sorry, Triforce Heroes fans. I didn't play it, but I just heard it was yeah. very average. No, I, honestly, I, I reckon if we got, if you, me, and one other person all got Triforce Heroes mm. and sat down in the same road, road, room yeah. and did co-op, we'd fucking love it. It would be an amazing gaming experience. But unfortunately, that's a really hard thing to get to put, to get together sure. with people. And it's, it is really, true. it's really difficult to do that online and doing it as a single player kind of blows. So sure. I think that is a great game provided you're able to play it in the ideal conditions. Which is pretty hard. And also conditions that aren't people aren't really used to now. These days, yeah. where it's like you well, sit down with Nintendo, Nintendo love the idea of everybody gaming in the same room together and like laughing and eating popcorn. And, and it's great. Like, being told to shut up by mum. Well, we did that bed. on Saturday. We played Battlefront, some of us. Yeah, yeah. Some of us passed out. <laughs> on my leg. <laughs> on your leg. But yeah, you know, we had a bunch of people. And like, there is nothing fun. Like, I, I get, I'm kind of frigid when I play. Like, we spoke about this with Jen on the podcast uh, on the, at the live show. Like, it's, I never talk when I have a headset on or play against people online because I get scared. Yeah. But if we're in the room with each other, you can do fifth dimensional farts and like, you know, <laughs> really make them feel like they're there and cool stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but... So Zelda, where are you? What's your prediction? It's going to come out, I think. Could be holiday. I know they've said it's definitely for the Wii U, but man, they also said Twilight Princess was for the GameCube. Yeah. And they can do a cheeky... We're going to stick it on both consoles? I hope I don't not. I don't, like, the, the biggest thing is I don't really trust Nintendo anymore. I still love them, but I don't trust really? them. Really? I, 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 you don't I've, like their new prez? No, he's fine. I just, like, I, I feel like they're just, I mean, I, it's not about trust. Like, I don't think they're, they're trying to deceive anybody. Sure. I just think that they, you know, it, shit's fucked over at Nintendo. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, Iwata did the Wii, and I know that gave him a lot of, you know, 
kudos with his colleagues and people. He kind of brought Nintendo back from the brink, but he was also then responsible for the Wii U. Which I think is a really great console. It just unfortunately didn't get the third party, third party totally. support and didn't get the big release games at the beginning. Like it's just totally. classic. It's like every single one of their consoles. Oh yeah. This every- didn't happen. This didn't happen. Okay. The next time they do a console, oh, it still happened again exactly the same way. Yeah. The and- Wii U was a big slap in the face because I remember with the Wii U reveal, they're like, and we're working with third party and we're getting a Lego GTA clone. And then <laughs> that's fine. Like that's a fun game. People love it, but it's also like, a hardcore game he wants to hear. And we've got GTA. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll see this time, but I have a feeling this president, you know, publicly, um, I know we were ragged on for not doing research enough, but I learned Iwata's name, you know, for the last 10 years could say, I've forgotten the new president's name. I'm not going to type we it can in. Just, we can just refer to him as the new Nintendo president. Yeah, Mr. Pr- uh, president. Because he is son. temporary. He's not, he's not going to be the one permanent. Is that so? Yeah, he's filling in until okay. they find someone else. And he's been pretty vocal in saying, look, we know that these, you know, we know about mobile, we know about this, and we we will we'll have to do changes to survive, mm. which I think is pretty interesting. Um, they said it's coming out for NX. I would love for it to come out. Sorry for Wii U. I'd love for it to come out on Wii U and have the Wii U not not have it because that would that would be a really nice one song. If yeah, it is the last big game. You mean have the, have the NX not have this game? Yeah. No, I, I mean I, have this game on Wii U. I'd love this Zelda game yeah. to come out on the Wii U. And then that's and that. Everyone was like. Fuck, the Wii U was great, even though we got two HD Zeldas remakes before the true one that were kind of test to see what worked. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the crazy thing about the Wii U is and Zelda is that like one of the very, very first things that, that they showed off the Wii U gamepad with was a 3D Zelda archetype. And it was kind of shown like, how great would it be to access all of your items by f- clicking the screen? That's right. And I think it was a Zelda, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was like a Link fighting this ginormous spider. spider. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and we've been waiting. We've been waiting. I still haven't seen it. So, yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. It is a pretty... You could say it's a safe prediction to say that we're going to see that game this year. Yeah. But I don't we've trust Nintendo. No. I feel like... No, I mean, it was meant to come out two years ago. Then it was meant to come out this, like, 2015. And now... 2016, and I, I don't know. We still haven't seen a trailer for it. This is the fourth year of the console as well. Exactly. We still haven't seen a trailer for, for this for this. We've seen game. the same tech demo of a non-green-clothed Link. Uh, some people predict female, yeah. even Link, uh, riding a pona through what looks like... It looks stylized it looks again. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it looks though, beautiful. Like, and it's, it's going to be open world. Like, it has so much amazing shit going for it, but yeah. I don't think... I think that the pressure is on now to create a perfect Zelda game. And I think that shit takes time. I mean, we're shit fucked because Iwata was dying and it was kept private. I don't know. I mean, you know I, what I mean? But it's Iwata like, doesn't... He's not, you know... He's I not He's not the Zelda guy. They're, I know, but I mean, like, Japan's that type of culture where... Remember I said before they have that thing at Nintendo where unless 10 people vote on something, it's a no. Yeah, that's It's that right. very old way of doing business and it's Kyoto-specific. I mean, maybe there's this, you know, thing about pride and not letting us know the... Pre- and, Perhaps it, people were emotionally caught up with maybe the illness and the implications it had, but it wasn't shown to the public. Whereas normally you're supposed to tell people that a lot of time if you're a public company or if you've got investors. I don't know. Yeah. It could have been something to do with the illness and a lot of people channeling things in different areas, energy and stuff. And perhaps that explains a lot of the missteps that 
Yeah, yeah well, so look, I don't, man, know. I, I don't like it. Brings me no joy whatsoever to doubt your prediction. Yeah, like, I don't want to be right. I would. And I'm the guy play. now. It's like I want to play this. I game know. So well, I still really want to play it, but I just don't think that it's going to be ready for to come yeah. out this year. Especially like when they're oh. tiding us over with this Twilight Princess remake. That's almost like okay, and that won't this, come out till June or something at least. And then they'll be like, yeah, this will tide you over until you know the new Zelda yeah. Wii U comes out in a year. I mean, are you excited for the Twilight Princess remake? Yeah. Yeah, I'll play it again. I mean, I I got frustrated when I played it on the Wii because I hated the controls. Yeah, so, so this is going to be just normal controls. And the Wind Waker controls on the gamepad were fucking amazing. Yeah. So I'm hoping the Twilight Princess will be a much better experience on the, on the gamepad. And we're going to get the right way around because the whole game was flipped because Link is famously uses his shield in the right arm and the sword in the left hand, and because most people that use the Wii are right-handed, they actually flipped the game, not just the character model. The entire game. The entire game, because all the puzzles, everything had to be yeah. realigned. So we're going to kind of play the GameCube version for the first time, which I didn't do. I know a no, lot totally. of people didn't get to do yeah. it. So that's kind of interesting. And there's a, um, a an Amiibo um, Wolf Link that comes with it. Oh, fuck yeah. And if you use that, you can unlock a special new dungeon. Oh, wow. Which is crazy, because um, the one thing I do remember about what, what I did play of Twilight Princess, even though I only played probably like... 20 of the 60 hour quests Did that it is it? didn't finish it but they uh uh there were a shitload of dungeons in there yeah game. yeah so, it was um, good it was yeah. kind of the game you know is that you don't know what you want got till it's gone uh yellow taxi shit because it's the game that people really wanted to play after majora's mask or it's like almost like the true sequel to ocarina of time mm. but then when Wind Waker came out and it wasn't that realistic looking game, everyone was like, fuck this, this looks shit, played it and loved Wind Waker. Yeah. And then when this one came out, everyone was like, no, Wind Waker looks heaps better. Go back. And it's just like, well, fuck, you just can't win, can you? Yeah, but I felt like the the only thing holding me back, I, like, I liked the, you know, it was a darker story and yeah. the art style was different. That was all fine. It, you got, it was really easy to get into, but I just hated the controls so much. Mm. And I felt the same way about Skyward Sword. So I'm sure. hoping that the next thing they do, I, I hope that, I don't know, like... This the they before they kill the Wii U they release a Wii Skyward U version Sword. of Skyward Sword because I would Skyward Sword I would great. love to actually play a button yeah. version of that. Not, it was great. I don't want to swing a nunchuck at different angles with a Wii U Plus. Like oh how cool. Yeah, Wii I, Plus, I, I think Wii. it also deserves the HD remake because you could see what they're trying to do with the art style. Oh, it's it just a beautiful didn't quite do game, it with yeah. standard definition. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah, and it was really ballsy. Like they got rid of. The open world, in a sense, that you could jump to dungeons and stuff, which was a lot of people were kind of shocked at, and they kind of replaced the open world with the open skies. That's right. It was great. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see it. I think the NX might get unveiled, or we'll know more about it. Yeah, I mean, it's meant to come out this year, which again, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't realize 2016 was year of it. That was Awada, actually, in a, in, a, in a meeting when he was talking about mobile stuff. Um, he said that they were working on the NX and it, with it for a 2016 release. I mean, is it- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This thing going to coexist with the Wii U and a 3DS? Well, is it going to be two in is. one? I mean, we've yeah. seen the patents, we've seen the touchscreen controls. Maybe all it is is like Nintendo's attempt at VR. Like, I don't know. Like, that's a possibility too. Well, it's funny you say that because. Recently, Oculus just went on sale. Mm. Finally, public six hundred US, six hundred US, and five hundred US. Virtual Boy came up, yeah, and they were like, "Look, it had a great screen, but it was also a terrible experience and kind of hindered virtual reality for so long." And now we finally got there. And good boy Reggie, real one Reggie, as I like to call him, real one Phil Zemay, uh said he's the uh, American Nintendo president, and also probably. The only guy at E3 that looks like he could also be a WWE wrestler <laughs> compared to every other person on stage at any event <laughs> said that um, Nintendo would be interested in doing virtual reality, but he's like, simply, it's not fun at the moment. You And it, this harkens back to exactly what you said about sitting with families, sharing experiences. Like, it's a lonely experience that you can't share with anybody. And until we can wait, make that social, he's like, it's a very antisocial thing. We won't explore it until there's a, uh, until we won't do anything until we've yeah, discovered a way for it. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm down with that because as much as you and I had fun with the uh, PlayStation VR tech demo, we couldn't really share that as much as, you know, we could share a stinky fart in Battlefront. <laughs> well, here's one of my predictions for yep. games this year. Uh, VR, in spite of PSVR and Oculus Rift both yep. being revealed this year and then Samsung's one as well, VR is not going to take off. It's going to be not shovelware, I think. I not- think it's going to be they'll cram shitty tech demos and pass them off as games. There yeah. won't be any good games made. And I just think the price point is just going to be too frightening for people. Like, you know, it, it, for it to cost more than just buying like a PS4 yeah. or an Xbox One, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I, if I want this yet. Or oh. like, you know, like Oculus Rift only works if you have a really, really high performance PC. Same. Yeah. So like the price point for I the mean, headset alone is a lot. And then to make sure you have the hardware to do it as well. Let's look at a game like Metal Gear Solid. This is a 30 year Why? old. <laughs> well, no, it's a game that's been around. You made a promise, Angus. For 30 years. And the final iteration, you know, five was amazing. And it, it was because it had 30 years of building on this idea of a eight bit system, a 16 bit system, a 32, you know what I mean? Mm. These games, this is going back to Pong. This is going back to Adventure on Atari. And like, as we as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of difference between Pong and Fallout 4. Oh, yeah. There is a huge amount of difference. But I mean, there is... This is... You know, these are the games that can make or break the system and can make it a fun, cool thing that will sell, like, fucking hotcakes and be plugged into every TV on the planet. Or people aren't ready for it. Like, th- I was thinking about it. I was like, man, these are gonna, we're going to be looking back in 20 years going, oh, remember that car game that was on VR and how quaint it was and... I mean, yeah. it's pretty important time, but I'm with you. Like, unless there's... And who's an experienced VR player, game maker? We don't know yet. Yeah. Well, the one exciting thing that, that PSVR has over Oculus Rift for me as far as software mm-hmm. is that 
Man, no Man's Sky, that space exploration oh, fuck, game, that gonna be that's going to be for PSVR that as well as regular. But, but that would be like just as a, for an exploration, like yeah. looking around and just being surrounded by planets and like like that would be like fantastic. Ideal. Yeah, that's what you and want. The, and like the experience is super immersive, but I feel like... I don't know. Like I, I, I felt seasick playing one of like the the rigs game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there. Like, I haven't, obviously, I haven't played everything, but it does feel a bit tech de- demoy at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's and- gonna be dare I say like a wearable technology. Like not everyone will catch on. Like it's very we'd love it, and you know you see it in Back to the Future too, and you're like that's gonna be the future. But when you know JB Hi-Fi puts a price on it, and the game library isn't impressive, then yeah. reality sets in. You'll be like. Uh, maybe next time. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you look like a fucking tool when, oh, yeah. you, when you play it. Like, and, and I feel like that's going to hinder a lot of people, like no, stop them from playing it. No, I was like worried about my house getting robbed. What if you're stuck in a game for six days because it's so good and like you wake <laughs> up and there's shit everywhere because you forgot to go to the toilet <laughs> and your house is being robbed and like... You just thought it was the fifth dimension. Yeah, I was like, you, yeah, You're just I'm, shitting your pants. I didn't even update the uh, firmware for stinky farts. <laughs> uh, my other prediction is Star Fox will come out, which I know a lot of people are excited about because we haven't seen a real Star Fox I sequel. feel like yeah I feel like everyone's excitement's been squashed by the kind of poor showing at E3 last yeah, year and it just looks like a then, game on GameCube it just looks like but the de- it, so they delayed that and I feel like they're going to delay it again um, but it seems so complete like it's a fucking Star Fox no, game I reckon they're pulling it apart and making it look better because of I'm hoping anyway yeah when that got announced and delayed I was like good like yeah, it, it needs it needs to be fucking amazing. Well, look, if it came out in that current form we saw just around December when they did the last Nintendo Direct, my prediction was it was going to get sixes to eights, and people would be like, "Why did we wait yeah, it was ten right, years?" Yeah. yeah, but I hope it's not. I hope they are pulling it back. And the thing about Star Fox is that like it, it's always kind of been a six to eight game. Yeah. There's no, there's no. I can't think of it like even Star. The first Wars, one, I guess, was pretty important because it was the first one to use the uh, virtual effects, the super effects card. Sorry, yeah. had the 3D. Polygons. But like the 64 one that everyone loves, or Lilac Wars, as it was called here. Like, yeah, it's really, really great. But it's you know, it's short, fun. Yeah, it's arcade, but, pick up and play. You know, it's at best eight and a half. Oh, totally. Like you know, it's, yeah. There, there, there's not like a perfect Star Fox game. Have you played it on 3DS? Yeah, it's really great. They, they yeah. polish it and it's fun. But again, it, that just really, really points out how short of campaign It's an arcade is. game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an arcade game. You fly around. But it looks like there's a lot to do in the, in, in the Wii U version. That's so, I mean, yeah, they've it, got that like, be a much ATST game. type of Chicken Walker clone. Which is mad. Um, and if, like a drone or whatever. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm willing to to be, again, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, my, uh, our last Nintendo prediction for the night. Uh, or day, depending on what time you're listening to this. Yeah. At your butcher shop. Um, <laughs> or at your bakery. Uh, Nintendo. Or maybe in line at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo will continue to disappoint, but will oh. still release just enough great stuff this year for me to not learn my lesson and keep <laughs> buying everything they put out on day one. Oh. Like everything. And oh. I'll never fucking learn. And I did day one Nintendo purchases last year too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, I didn't get the new 3DS. You did. So. Oh yeah, new three. That was, that was great. I love the three. Three DS is currently the best console probably out there. Really? Yeah. What could come out for it last year? The Zelda um, game you hate. Oh, but the Zelda game you love Majora's as well. Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah Majora's, Majora's Mask was amazing. Yeah, it's so good to go back. Um, I've got a prediction that we, we, this has been very Nintendo centric. I've realized. So I've got a um a PlayStation prediction. Uh, Me too. That the Last Guardian will come out and it will be a masterpiece and. 
it'll finally be here and everyone will love it and it yeah. will make everyone cry. And so we've, we've been criticizing Nintendo for delaying a game, but this game's been delayed for like nine years. Yeah, a this long, was developed long time. for the PlayStation Three. This is the sequel. Uh, this is the not sequel. The, the, the kind of the spiritual sequel, to, just like um, uh, you know, Eco, Ico. Then there was um, Shadows of the Colossus. Yep. This is the follow-up game made by you know the author. Uh, Fumito Waiter and everyone's been waiting and it was supposed to come out on PlayStation 3 you've probably seen the trailer there's a little boy um, which and a bird so happens dog. to be his protagonist and yeah it's something that's like a dog and a bird rolled into one and the it looks adorable both worlds. and you know just by looking at that trailer that one of those fuckers is going to be dead by the end of it and it's going to kill you <laughs> and you're going to have Toy Story 3 ending vibes and you're going to weep while you play this game and I it looks wait. amazing yeah I can't wait and I think that's going to come out and just like you know kick ass mm-hmm. yeah that's my video game prediction um my oh and the nintendo mobile messaging app will come out and there'll be a thousand think pieces on what's great and what's bad about it and everybody will have opinions on it because it's nintendo's first foray into a non-nintendo device and we're all gonna have to sit back and take it yeah but the two opinions will be like oh it's the fucking worst and oh it's not so bad yeah that's like, no one's gonna ride really hard for it no no that's one. What, unfortunately that's what nintendo needs what's well, a messaging app yeah like who i've got it it's called messages it's called whatsapp it's yeah. called facebook it's like yeah i mean you know what let's 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 see what they do um my last video game prediction for 2016 Uncharted 4 oh, yeah. will get delayed until the very end of the year. Do you think so? Yeah, they've already pushed it back like... It got pushed back from a March qu- to like couple April times. now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I reckon the pressure is on that this is going to be the last... Um, the last... last uh, sorry, the last um, Uncharted game that Naughty Dog work on. So I feel like the pressure is on for them to deliver the perfect Uncharted game. Or the last Nathan Drake Starring game, really? I think this is his. This is his swan song. Why do you think that? They they said that. Did they? Yeah, yeah. No, oh. Naughty Dog said that. When did they say that? In a press conference. Are you no way. That's like saying this is the last Mario starring Mario game. You can't have Uncharted without him. They said, yeah, they, they, they said like they, they, they're really hyping this up to be like a, oh. like a, a goodbye for, to, to Nathan Drake. Wow. So I feel like there's a lot they're going to try and cover, and they're trying to make it. Yeah, as, right. You know, as big a send off as possible. Naughty Dog started following me on Instagram while I was away. Sick. It was super weird. Those Naughty Dogs. Those Naughty Naughty Dogs. They're real ones. Yeah, right. I'm super pumped for that. I mean, every trailer we see of that just looks better and better. And the line between, you know, uh, interactive movies and video games or whatever, just getting motherfucking blurred lines, uh, Robin Thicke style when you see that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I reckon it's going to get, we weren't going to see it until the very end of the year. And that could be a good thing. That could be like a sick-ass holiday stuffing stucker prediction. But like, I mean, you look at how many massive games came out at the end of 2015 Mm. and maybe that's not what the world needs. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I also think there'll be a shitty COD game again that we don't play and a FIFA game that we don't play. uh, Ex-guest Stuart Dolman will love both of those games. And Lewis McCurdy, however. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can find them all in our private Facebook group, Virtual Boys. <laughs> um, films? Films. Let's or TV. No, uh, let's go to TV. Okay, cool. All right, TV. Um, go for it, man. Your predictions. And um, just I think hit Mr. Robot's just going to hit some crazy motherfucking heights, despite the fact it just hit some, Everest level heights yeah. uh, with its 10-episode uh, first season. And I mean, the biggest thing about Mr. Robot that's completely lost on us because mm. we download it or you know, or watch yeah. it on a streaming service, um, is that this is you know 
being made by the USA Network. Yeah, which, which when you put into context, I mean, what's that in like, you know, it's like if Channel... Or it's like if Channel, SBS or ABC or something made it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's super It's not an online. HBO. It's not it, an AMC. It's not a comp- an FX. It's not a, 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 like a live action. It's the first thing that, like, like this that USA's ever done. Totally. So it's completely shocking. It's one of the... It's like when Mad Men, AMC, the first... Like they used to play old movies. First thing they did was Mad Men, a huge gamble. And that, you know paved the way for what we i guess watch everything now um this time i mean he just picked up golden globe for best series sam esmail the showrunner mm. what's funny is he did actually direct an episode uh which seems to be a huge trend with people who who are showrunner they'll usually do the first and the last of the season uh he didn't even touch one which i found crazy because i think we've said it before but that every like i don't know he must be an amazing screenwriter he must have had a great team and cinematographer because Everything looks like it was shot by the same person. It was immaculately made. The, his eye, his vision was so present without actually being behind a lens or mm. in the director's chair. He's now doing all 10 episodes of season two, which is, I guess he's got that clout now because he's like, look what I did for you guys. I mean, I just hope he doesn't burn out, but I think it's going to, he said it's going to be crazy darker. And it's pretty goddamn dark. It's dark as is. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, just from the shit we've mentioned with multiple deaths and an ending, which makes you go, what the fuck happened several times? Uh, he said shit's getting dark. I mean, you know, he wrote it as a film screenplay. Right. And season one is the first 30 pages. Wow. And he's been wanting to make it forever. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess we could be getting, you know, act two, The Empire Strikes Back. I, th- I hope when he says it'll be darker, I hope it, he means like comically dark because I thought that some of the best moments were some of the, the strange, really dark humor throughout. Definitely the, the scenes with Elliot and uh, Mr. Robot, you yeah, know, absolutely. like, and once you learn about more of that relationship, it does play sometimes for laughs. Yeah. Um, that's going to be huge and I don't think we're going to get a True Detective Season 3 this year mm-hmm. and I mean that's kind of been hinted at by HBO's I guess one of the execs he's uh, he, this week I think there was like a big teleconference in how Netflix has come out with a bunch of shit they've said you know a lot of the stations networks are coming out saying these are the shows we'll be putting out this year um, Michael Lombardo I think his name is He's come out and has said that he blames kind of the downfall of True Detective or what, you know, a lot of critics and fans hated that season two. As you know, uh, some of us on this podcast didn't, but he blames... <laughs> uh, as you know, some of us on this podcast liked the first nine episodes and then f- fucking felt abused by this, the 10th episode. And uh, the showrunner is taking... Not the showrunner, sorry. The head exec is taking the blame. He said, look, I forced Nick Pizzolatto to write that within six months. He did it and, you know, he had about five, six years to write season one, which he did. And it's kind of that classic second album syndrome. I think the, the, the poet John Bon Jovi once said, you have your whole life to write your debut album and then you've got eight months to write your second album. And, you know, hopefully they've learned a lesson here. And he said, like, we're still working together. Nick's still signed on. And that'll be interesting. Um, prediction, uh, the poet John Bon Jovi will have a guest role on Ballers Season 2. Oh, yeah. I think, I'm think i thinking Rehab Clinic, maybe. Or just Ro- guest director. I would like to see what JBJ's uh, got behind the lens. I'm sure, you know, we've seen him in front, behind a microphone for so long. I think it's time we see what he sees. We've seen what he says. Uh, yeah, so I don't think we'll get a TD3. And also my prediction is I'm going to watch Goddamn Venture Bros. Oh, really? Yeah, even added it to my queue today. Because <laughs> that's my, my first uh, 2016 TV prediction is The Venture Brothers will be my favorite TV series of the year. And look, when we play that clip again at the end of this year, we're going to be going, told you so. Um, I just think like this is a, uh, like if you're listening and you've not watched The Venture Brothers before, like Angus. Like me. Um, 
I've watched it, the first four episodes and I did really like it. If you like Star Wars, if you like comic books, if you like fucking Adult Swim, stupidity humor, if you just like animation, mm. action, if you grew up watching like, you know, action cartoons on Saturday mornings, yeah. it's like, it, it just appeals to so many things. It's so rich in... in Lore? In, yeah. And also just, you know, yeah, just it loves its characters and it loves advancing the plot dramatically each season and amazing new Many status quo from the outside just character designs have shifted crazily like you see the simpsons and those those four-fingered fucks have been looking the same for 30 years yeah. and then i've seen like character designs shout out to the simpsons you were great ones uh you see character designs for the and it's like I, the boys dean and what's dean and hank that yeah. looks completely different from when i said they, they age they they get depressed they uh they find new heroes and dress like them it's it's it, it's just the most fantastic show yeah and it's the funniest show as well like no, it, it, and it comes back at the end of the month i'm so so excited How was the break between seasons well it, it long time like it not as long as it's been in the past sure. this was only this maybe 18 months break okay. um probably longer though yeah, um, you know why I stopped watching it? Now, it used to be on Netflix and it was removed. Adult Swim pulled all their stuff off Netflix. Oh, shit. But now it's on Hulu. Oh, cool. And I was doing it through. I wanted to watch it just like on Man, streaming services and it's all there. If you manage to uh, to catch up on the entire season uh, before the, the, the new one starts and we can what, recap the, the episodes... Date? Like it's like the last day of it's it's like a week away, dog. <laughs> Fuck, I've got I've got the busiest week of my working uh, life coming up next week. Um, but yeah, you know what? I love a challenge. <laughs> Who dares wins? Yeah, how many apps are we talking per season? Uh, it's like you know all the episodes are half an hour, which I feel makes any slog way easier yeah um i feel like that i don't know i don't know why i'm i did this the last year i've just been like fuck shows that are an hour long yeah you've really um you've really <laughs> got your, your pepper pig in those hours aren't you five minutes dog is all we need so that'll be your favorite um, um what else have you got in the tv um marvel's netflix series will start getting tired or maybe okay. i will start getting tired of marvel's Netflix. maybe we'll get stuff getting ticked i'll just start getting tired of having to maybe i'll finally lose the need to watch every Marvel TV series. Now, you specifically said Netflix leaving out Peggy Carter, Agent Carter. I mean, those and are all those are, those are pretty popcorny and dumb. Yeah. So, I, but I, I know you're a big fan of Shield. I really, really like the popcorny, dumb Shield. Yeah. But um, Agents of Shield, but the Marvel shows. I mean, it's really, really exciting on paper to go like, holy shit, they're doing like all of these. Um, not as you know, an insult, so, but second tier characters, we'll call them. I, well, you know, but like that's that's you know, like you, you can. There's no such thing as a shit character, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and I don't really care if it, they're making a show about wildcat or or you know someone that's totally hasn't really have got a following at all. Sure, but you know you can you can tell a good story with it because it's every Marvel character has a good story in them. Um, but I just feel like I don't know it's a little bit undermined by them now doing like second series of all of these series. Mm. Like I get it. Like, you know, Daredevil was really popular, but it was originally meant to be a season of Daredevil, a season of Jessica Jones, a season of Luke Cage, Luke Cage and a then season Iron of Fist. Iron Fist, and then a season of them all together defenders. as the Defenders. Yep. And like, that, that sounds really, really great. Yeah. But when they're doing second well, they're emulating their um, film plan, weren't they? They were essentially going, he's Iron Man, he's Captain America, he's Thor. While he's still Avengers. sharing the same universe as the Avengers mm. and all those guys. Well, that was at the time when we thought they were all friends. And now we found out through Joe Casada and uh, who's in charge of the someone TV? With, someone with a oh, Kevin Kevin Fier- Fieri, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Guy Fieri Guy in Fieri. charge of Marvel TV, 
and sit and uh, is it is is it Casado who's in charge of the film? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the guy that the guy that says we need to read read stuff out before he's we before we talk about masturbating it. masturbating right he's now, killing going, himself right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Himself the head. Um, uh, Guy Fieri, yes. Kevin Fieri, Kevin Fieri, yeah, he's he's the head of um, movies, film. yeah, Kevin Fieri, and then um. Jeff Loeb is actually Jeff Loeb, hated. yeah, fuck. <coughs> but a, but the, I don't think they necessarily hate each other. There's just a lot of rifts between. Yeah, that they're probably out of their hands. It, it comes down to this uh, to this Disney executive with a with a really really funny name who hates females. That's right. He's, he he has like a he's never he, wanted to release he, the Black Widow he, toy. Yeah, because he's got a he's got a background in in uh, in um he probably supports Trump. Let's be honest. Hasbro, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely supports Trump. Maybe yeah. he is Trump. I think he's Trump. Donald Trump is the reason why Daredevil will never be in Infinity War. Is basically what we're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but anyway, I just feel like the TV series, like, and they're all thirteen-hour-long episodes long. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know. I don't have that much fucking time. It's a big ask. I mean, that's why I had to make a commitment, which was to not watch Jessica Jones uh, when it came out, because I was like, man, I've got these podcasts, I've got Star Wars, I've got the, like, there's no way I can watch it, and I just have to avoid reading about it. Which was fine for me. It's um, it's good, man. It's worth watching. Cool. But but and and who knows? Maybe I'll be like, I'm a dickhead. Everything that they've done is worth watching. Sure. But the 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 prospect that what by the time Iron Fist finally launches, we'll mm. be getting a fourth season of Daredevil, a third yeah. season of Jessica Jones, a second season of Luke Cage. Then we get the Iron Fist series, and then maybe we get Defenders and a Punisher series. Yeah, and a like, Punisher series. And who knows if Agents of Shield will still be going or Carter and even Agents of Shield is, is getting a, a um a spin off as well. That's right. Who is it? Canary with, um, and Mockingbird, Mockingbird and um another dude. Um yeah, I don't know. I feel like the fatigue Marvel fatigue will finally happen by Kevin the end of this fatigue. Year. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Um so is that your, the end of your T V predictions? Um yeah, not really prediction, but uh this is like a Star Wars based prediction. Um, a lot of people who are pretty cold towards Rebels, the Star Wars Disney animated show, will be, I think, really warming up to season two of it because, uh, look, a lot of people love The Clone Wars. It's one of the shows I think has such a passionate fan base uh, and rightfully so. It's a, a crazy, crazy great show. Um, I think people were a bit cheated that the fact it was cancelled when Lucasfilm was bought by uh, Disney. A lot of unfinished business. It just looks like Rebels has been the spiritual kind of sequel to it. A lot of characters, beloved characters created solely for that show. Sure. I'm talking about Ahsoka Tano. I'm talking about Captain Rex, all these great clone troopers. They've shown up in it and I think a lot of people are warming up to it now. It's not as jarring when you're meeting these new characters who aren't the characters you like. And the new trailer for it just dropped and people are going apeshit for it. I mean, there's even throw forwards would you say to the force awakens there's a cross guard lightsaber in oh it. wow cool a jedi one and so it's like we're gonna learn about that design like awesome stuff like that and i think um season two is really gonna hit its stride and they're gonna find a sweet spot that everyone digs awesome and yeah i mean maybe you can watch clone wars yeah okay all right for sure if you watch venture brothers i'll watch clone wars yeah, yeah and, done uh, and rebels done so hey, hey it was on cartoon network archie will love it there you go um, Star Wars is a movie. Angus, what are your movie <laughs> predictions for 2016? Look, I'm going to save Star Wars for last, personally. Okay. Um, I've got, I just took some quick notes. I've got everyone's going to be on Marvel's dick, mm-hmm. meaning box office, audiences, like they've won us over. It's almost been 10 years of the cinematic universe. What if my fatigue theory sets in? That's the other risk. People could be getting sick of the convenience of these cute little scenes and people crossing over and stuff. I mean, 
as you know, I started to get a bit weary of it on yeah. um, Age of Ultron, but that was also because I found that was a pretty not well-made film by everyone involved is always usually great. Well, my first prediction is uh, Civil War will be better than Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah, Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain America 3, Civil War, will be better than Age of Ultron in every single way and and every complaint that you had of Age of Ultron will be undone by Civil War. I mean, and that comes down to the fact (laughs) its directors are... So boned up and pumped to be part of this so universe. So boned up. Oh well, they totally are. The Russo Bros are like so keen. Major chops. And the guy who made Age of Ultron deleted Twitter and wanted to kill himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And the trailer looks amazing. It, it's going to be the Avengers movie that you know we we kind of deserve. I think it's going to be huge. Everyone's going to love it. I think on the other end of the scale, we've also got a huge other superhero film coming out this year, which there's a lot riding on. I'm talking about Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. We've talked about pressure. We've talked about on pressure. franchises and pressure on just people really trying to live up to expect expectations. Nintendo, Marvel, Star Wars, Star Wars, Wars Awakens, but nothing. I feel like no no studio has bigger pressure to do something right than Warner DC right does now. with with their yeah. the start of their big universe. This is it. This is post their... the piece of shit that was Man of Steel. That's it. I liked Man of Steel. You didn't. <laughs> This is big. <laughs> uh, there's a lot riding on this. I don't think audiences are going to buy it as much as a Marvel one. It's almost like someone getting Netflix and then being told there's another version of it with other characters which are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And someone going, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I don't have the patience. I'm just going to stick with one. You know what I mean? That's a risk, I think. Yep. Well... So here's my. I was like, you know what? I need to put a really bold prediction in there. Okay. Um, and we made fun of it a lot when we first started. Hey, fam. Mm, my prediction for 2016: Suicide Squad yep. is going to be better than Batman versus Superman. Okay, I think that I can see that actually happening. I think what they've done with the marketing has been awesome. The poster, the official poster that came out today, yeah, was amazing. Super sick. Like, if you haven't seen it, uh, Google the shit out of it. It's stylized character like versions of the characters heads like just really simple they could have done some cool broody you know basically a marvel poster where everyone that classic there's a big fine man in the middle and there's smaller other characters around no everyone's got equal size it's just awesome i mean it kind of if that's a look at what we're getting at it could be a really different type of big budget superhero movie we haven't seen yet yeah and i'm really excited by that and i think as much as it fucked everybody off at the start i still think jared leto's joker is going to make people like really dig the fuck out of him. Yeah. Look, my only, the only biggest fear that could undo anything, anything good that Suicide Squad has done so far is if it, it just tries way too hard to be just relentlessly edgy the whole way through. Yeah. I don't want people doing like, you know, sarcastic quips back and forth to each other at the end of every line and yeah. all that kind of shit. Sure. But I don't know. I, I feel I mean, that's like what we've got the Avengers for. Yeah. But like, no, as in like, you know, that real, like, I don't know, like badass kind yeah. of, you know, every single character is a fucking badass. Sure. Chugging Everybody has a damage tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. The, the Arkham Knight version of Batman. Yeah. But, I mean, <coughs> my predictions for Batman versus Superman. Everybody's going to love Batfleck, I think. Mm-hmm. He looks... I mean, already the scenes we've seen, for me personally, he looks like the Batman, which I've read in comics. He looks like the Batman that I have immortalized, the Kevin Conroy animated series Batman. Like, he looks like Batman. He looks like Bruce Wayne as well, which yeah. is a bonus. Um, and everything I've seen him in the trailer, like, he's got he's got a rage in his eyes, which I haven't really seen in the other Batman uh, actors. And 
you know, that's not discounting them at all, but I think everyone's going to be going, fuck, the, the amount of weight he put on, like the, what he did to be that role, I think it's going to get a lot of love. And he hasn't really done a big budget role since Daredevil. You know what I mean? Like he got really burnt from that. Yeah. Refused to do anything like this. He got like so burnt, he was red. Oh, baby. <laughs> he was blind. He got burnt in them eyes. Um, uh, I think it's, he, everyone's going to love him. And yeah. there's a lot of writing on it. I'd love for it to be successful. Because I'd <laughs> Likewise. Love- like I said, that, when, I, when I say something is going to be fucking shit, I don't say it with, don't, with don't joy. Don't believe this chump. <laughs> there's no joy in it. It's just like, but it's it's just me, just that horrible gut feeling. Yeah. Like, I feel like the biggest thing, and like, you know, it's, it, it's stupid to say this about Batman vs Superman, but then say, well, that doesn't apply to Suicide Squad that has, you know, like 10 main characters looks- but i feel like the main reason that that batman versus superman isn't going to work is just because they're trying to do too much sure sure like apparently it's you know we know for sure that there's going to be batman versus superman which alone that's enough for an entire movie that could be a film we've got the introduction of luther yeah we've got the introduction of fucking doomsday yep wonder woman's going to be in it yeah at some point we get glimpses of aquaman and Cyborg, the flash flash green uh, arrow yeah, I mean, who knows who else? But like, yeah, yeah it's you know, and then, and then you've got good. I mean, old they can Lois just hit Lane the ground running. Too. I mean, my prediction is it's going to open with the closing scene of Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's perspective. That's my pre- my prediction. We've seen that shot in the trailer. Yeah, and I think it's just going to go from there. It's going to be like they won't really need to explain who Superman yeah, is. Yeah, but like I don't know. We've we saw Amazing Spider Man too. We saw Batman and Robin. Like when you try and put too many mm. things against the the good guy, it just it doesn't sure. there's, there's no weight to any of it yeah i mean we all know it's going to be about them teaming up and becoming bffs <laughs> yeah but i mean how long do we have to wait for that to happen or is that going to be quite quick and then we get like the majority of the movie really of them know. trying to beat doomsday i mean maybe everything we've seen in the trailer is the first hour you know what i mean maybe the, we have no yeah, idea how long is it do we know is the running we time don't know like three yet. fucking hours yeah um all i know the only thing i know is that Warner Brothers execs are boned up for Batfleck and they're like wanting to get his standalone sorted right now, which I still think he's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no question that those movies will be infinitely better than both Sp- Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Those films. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have Oscar-winning uh, Ben Affleck behind the lens. And, and we're chubbed up. Maybe John Bon Jovi would be playing Batman. Who knows? <laughs> uh, which leads me to... Look, we're only, I'm only talking about big blockbusters at the moment because... It's because really why hard. would you watch anything else, you <laughs> fucking scum? You foreign movie bitch. <laughs> No, nah, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> Star Wars. Look, Force Awakens had a lot riding on it, but it had nostalgia. It had shots of Han Solo. People were going to fucking see it anyway. People were going to see it. It was a sequel to the most beloved movie franchise of all time. Uh, you had Chewbacca. You had the Millennium Falcon. These are just in the first trailer alone. Uh, it had a lot going for it. This is going to be really interesting to see. Um, Star Wars. Well, it's, it's called Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. That's the sub or pre-title they're giving it. It's the first standalone movie. It's hasn't got any of the beloved characters we know. This no. is not going to have a lightsaber in it. We've been promised. There's no Jedi Knight. There's, there's no, no love child of R two D two and an orange. No, there's not none of this. This is going to be really risky. This is a standalone movie, which means there won't be a sequel to it. More than likely, nor a prequel. It's the first of what I guess I'm going to call the in betweeners. When you know, in between the episode films, which chronicle the Skywalker. Family, which, you know, episode eight's coming. That's the next, the sequel to this. This is, we're going to be in these guys in the years between. And, you know, there's no John Williams score. There's so, there's all these things which we've only associated with Star Wars' cinematic vision. This is going to be the first film to break a lot of those molds. And to tell you the truth, I'm pretty damn excited by that because there's a lot of rules, I guess, you have to stick to with a Skywalker-based Star Wars story. 
there's a lot of history there's a lot of things that have happened before that will really affect things that you know 10 movies down the line maybe even but these i'm seeing like you know if gareth edwards the director of this does this the right way and i mean that by sure being not too cute about the history and where it <clears throat> where it belongs and when it belongs but just doing like a different style movie in the star wars universe that's going to be awesome yeah do you think it's like a 2020 prediction <laughs> sure but um, given that we get we get Rogue One at the end of this year, then we get we've got Episode Eight and Nine, and we have the Han Solo movie. Yep. Um, do you reckon if these do well, that Disney are going to get greedy, and we'll actually start getting like more than one Star Wars movie a year? I'm not too sure. I really don't think so. I've thought about that, and Kathleen Kennedy, the Lucasfilm president, has been quite adamant and said we're only doing things. You know, they, they had another movie planned, and they've actually put that on ice at the time being, and. Only when the script's there, only when the directors are there, only when everything comes together, they'll do it. I mean, I know Disney do have a say, but Lucasfilm, I still think, has a lot of say as well. Um, Maybe they can learn from Marvel. Yeah. Because it's going to be weird when a Star Wars movie's coming out and it's not a special event for me. Like, every Star Wars movie, they're, like, rare as hell. There's only been seven. But, you know, if we're getting four a year or something, I don't think the public will buy it either. Yeah. I think it will be like an annual Harry, Harry Potter type of thing. True. Like a Lord of the Rings thing. <laughs> I, I, I see them taking that route. And I think that's maybe for the better. And I'd like that more. I mean, Rogue One, we know it's going to be... It is sure it's going to be part of the history and there will be certain rules I have to follow. Um, it is about the, the rebels who stole the Death Star plans or the people who stole the Death Star plans and gave them to the rebels. But we have no idea what happened and how that happened. And I think you can do... I mean, you hear that. You, you think of a heist movie. You think of Ocean's Eleven. You think of... You know what I mean? It could be the movie that Ant-Man was originally... Could have been promised to be or was somewhat. And I think it's going to be... Look, it's going to be risky, but I think there'll be a lot of talk about it not feeling like a Star Wars movie, maybe, or a lot of talk about it not feeling epic or like a space opera. But hopefully... I mean, maybe it will. Mm. I'm completely wrong, but... Hopefully this will show that Star Wars doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah. I mean, the Clone Wars isn't like that. Sure, there are big dramatic episodes, but there are some episodes, some of the better ones, which are just like you hang out with a clone trooper squadron and you start to know them and then you you hang out with them every season and it's like them trying to break into a base. And it's just like that slice of life stuff you don't get in the big Skywalker family epics. So there's a lot riding on it. Seems to be learning a lot of things from Force Awakens, like a lot of practical effects, um, the big rumor is, I mean, how much of a spoiler do you want, Levens? Uh, I mean, you've you've already learned to live with it, so it can't be too bad. So if you don't want any spoilers, uh, take this, you know, turn off for the next four, uh, one minute, fast fast forward, or just go to a four day movie and fart or something. But the big rumor is um, Vader is the villain in this, oh. uh, and he's going to be very heavily in the marketing, which they think is going to be really good for the movie because it'll be like. Vader isn't like Vader is like you know the villain, and um, they've got the guy who made the suit for Episode Four made the suit again because it's slightly different to Five and Six's shinier suit. It's kind yeah, of a sure. duller yep. suit, and James Earl Jones has apparently recorded his dialogue, wow, and they're crazy. calling it. There's a Vader Dream Team together at the moment, who's making Vader like, and maybe you know he might only be here for five minutes, but he's like the threat who it's his fault that the plans got stolen and why the Death Star gets destroyed. So. That's kind of interesting, playing with new bits. I mean, I don't know if people... That'll cheapen it, the fact that he's going to be a lot more present, bringing back the most popular cinematic character from the dead in a way. But, uh, you know, it fits in the timeline. It works. Why wouldn't he be a part of it? So, I mean, that could be very cool, but it could also 
we might be vaded out, you know? Yeah, possible. Yeah. All right, well, let's do, let's burn through some quick ones. Um, yeah. There's a few more movies that we haven't touched on yet. Um, I think that Deadpool will be critically panned, but we'll still find... like Cult a, status? A, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts with the trailers? I mean, I think it's going to be like, like a fun piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, that's what we were promised and that's what we're going to get. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm into it. I, I, I saw the trailer and I, I, I'm like, it looks refreshing to me compared I, to other superhero films. Um, uh, I think Leo is going to get a goddamn Oscar having seen The Revenant. I think oh, yeah. Give that guy, just give it to him because he's going to kill himself otherwise with the next like fucking mental role he takes, which requires him to like live in the wilderness. Or maybe, maybe it'll inspire him to do less and that's how he'll win his Oscar. Yeah. Maybe you'll we'll get, maybe you'll we'll find out he's like a slapstick genius and he'll be in like the hangover reboot or something. Amazing. Uh, who knows? That's another pretty... What about you? What, what else you got? Um, I think Doctor Strange will be another really good Marvel show? movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I think this, this might be Marvel's best... best uh, Like for Marvel Studios is like best best year for critical releases. What have we got? We've got, just got two. Civil War. We've Civil, got, yeah. Civil War and Doctor Strange. Black Panther's just, still not coming out this year? Uh, that's ne- next year, I think. Sure. But yeah, I, I think like those two movies, I, I feel like that's them going for a much more kind of cinematic yeah. uh, feel than... Then we have what, like a, a kind of screwball comedy with Ant Man and and the big blockbuster for, um, for Age of Ultron. Obviously, oh. Civil War is a uh, is is you know still a blockbuster, but yeah, I mean if it's anything like Captain America two, and I imagine it will be given it's the same directors, but um, and soon to be Infinity War. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a lot darker and a bit more about Cap, and you see it, you see what's going on more from his yeah. point of view than you would. Every single person on screen. Who I think, you know, to me, I think he's the most interesting of the Marvel Cinematic characters at the moment. He's my favourite, I think. Yeah, he's great. Chris Evans murders it. Like, I I was like, oh, don't get the guy that was Human Torch. Like, And that he's just kicked it out of the park every single time. He's been so good. Um, And Tony Stark, it's been interesting, like, Tony Stark to me now is, like, the most annoying character. Yeah. It's like, it's Robert Downey, Frodo and Junior. I don't even, I don't care if they try and make his point of view seem... Like you know, oh yeah, I guess he's got a point. Yeah. I just, I, I can't wait to be like, fuck you, Tony Stark. Um, one Copper thing I, shield to the face, you fuck. Oh yeah, that show in the trailer looks amazing when him and Bucky are just like kicking the shit out of him. One thing I think is going to be, um, I think people are going to go Gaga for Star Wars, and I don't think there'll be sorry Spider Man, and I don't think there'll be Spider Man fatigue. I think this new take on Spider Man, which they're very going out of their way to. Oh, not- I, I think he's going to be in Civil War for like a, all of a minute. No, I. What, I, what I've been reading, like, quite the contrary. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I've think already... Marvel are just being very peculiar. I mean, this is their Mickey Mouse. This is their Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> Spidey's like the face of Marvel. Like, he's one of the guys who survived Secret Wars as Fallout in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not killing off any older uh, established, you know, characters or teams here. I think it's going to be done in a way we haven't seen. I think the young Spidey angle, people are going to dig. And, you know... It, I was I was reading an interview with the the Russos this week, and they were like, even you know the Raimi and the Mark Webb film, like Peter Parker wasn't a rich kid in the houses. Then they were trying to match them for the first comics, where you know you could afford a two story house in Queens. But they're like, not this Spider Man. Like we are really bringing it up to now. Like there's no way he could live in like the house in the first Spider Man movie is actually a really nice house that a single aunt could not afford. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And they're just like. Sam was being true to the 60s comic, but he made that movie in the 2000s, so it didn't make sense. So they're being like really going out of the way to make this Peter Parker very different. Um, And I I think people are going to love it. People are going to dig him. I was going to make the prediction that the best superhero movie of the year will be Lego Batman. 
Not but coming out. It's next year. I just look. I can't wait to hear Will Arnett and Michael Cera be my Batman and Robin. That's a super exciting. And Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Is the Joker and so Mariah wild. Carey as Commissioner Gordon? What? Yeah, Mariah Carey. Yeah, as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, that's wild. Is that public? I didn't know. Wait, wait, wait. What you? Is that a private thing that someone's told you not to leak? Yeah, I actually might have to delete this. I'm just googling right now because <laughs> I've got a friend that's working on it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, that could be a hot scoop I get rid of. Oh no, My, Mariah Carey joins. Yeah, playing Commissioner Gordon. That's so weird. Yeah, they told me that like last year. Yeah, well, that's wild. And I was like sitting on that shit for ages because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's completely true. Phew. All right, cool, man. We're leaving that hot scoop, which is two months old. <laughs> um, but it shows how much of a good friend I am. <laughs> and um, if you ever want to keep a secret, you can get in touch with us. Yeah, you didn't even tell me. And I'll, yeah, I must have forgot. I mean, it's, it's great news, but also that was about four weeks until Star Wars' launch. So my mind was just one track, baby. Uh, oh, also, I'm going to go back to video games. I think the Battlefront expansion pack is going to be dope and we'll, people will like stop hating on the fact that it's not got enough maps. And oh, I think on the back of that, they're going to announce another Star Wars game that does include Force Awakens stuff. Oh, wow. That'd be amazing. I mean, dare I say, I think the Force Awakens would make more money in terms of a video game now than the original trilogy. I mean, they purposely, as we know, didn't put the prequel trilogy. They're very sensitive as to what they think audiences want to see. It's the highest grossing movie of all got goddamn time basically I can't, I can't wait for the lego video game of force oh Awakens. yeah it's gonna it's be, be huge. so much fun yeah yeah um but yeah that's hasn't even been announced yet but obviously that's another prediction that will be announced soon oh and how much lego will you buy this year uh kilos or <laughs> megatons yeah what's what's the most suitable measurement these days yeah I'm, I'm trying to be good but that me being good means i only buy the really big sets <laughs> But as we've gone through your, you know, your reasoning many times, Archie. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. point. Good, thanks, thanks so much. I was doubting myself, but now I see. The I got your back, bro. Um, did you see the amazing uh, Lego Batman? Yeah, uh, the original the ta- like 1960s Batman. Holy shit! Yeah, that looks incredible. If it's, you haven't seen it, it's like the Batcave as it looked in the Adam West series. Down to the poles, down to the statues, <laughs> bust that you pull back to slide down said poles, and you get like the 1960s versions of all the Bat villains, including. Uh, a Joker with a painted on painted on the Cesar Romero moustached yeah. uh, Joker. You're getting there's Catwoman, there's Riddler, there's Catwoman with, with the ears poking out of her he- hair. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You also get uh, what I love. I think the, the minifigs I like most are the um, Adam West and Burt Ward, um, Dick and Bruce, just in sweaters and big collars. Yeah, like, so dope. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. You can even t- you even get to pull like a um a uh, like a concrete bust. To get down the pole, so good. It's awesome. It looks sick. That's a that's a real one. That's and it. there's even a wall on the side. But they can of walk it. up. They can walk up with ropes. See what would be great if that was actually horizontal, and you just had them walk across, and then you turned your head like you did for the show. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, I, I predict I'm going to be spending a hell of a lot of money on a little uh, habit I picked up while I was overseas, and that is buying. The Bandai SH Fig Arts. If you don't know what they are, Google that. Um, you thought he was going to say heroin. Yeah, no. Uh, that was last year's guys. <laughs> Way more addictive. Yeah. Uh, they do these insane sculpts for st- pose- like Star Wars action figures. But uh, these aren't your granddaddy's Star Wars action figures. I mean, these are they're super impressive. Uh, yeah. Give them a Google and figure out if you like me or hate me more. After you see uh, what, what, what dark path I've decided to go down. These are our 2016 predictions. Yeah. <laughs> My 2016 prediction is that I'm going to get home safely 
and go to sleep. Yes, I hope you get home safe. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you call me when you get home and say, I'm home safe. And I'll go, good, I'll go to bed now. Um, yeah, of course I will. I, w- I would do that because I'm a real one. But look, this is going to be a great year for Hey Fam. Um, I predict. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, this big, exciting chapter for us. I think there's going to be, you know, a couple live shows here. I predict that we're going to do a live show at the Horden Pavilion and sell that motherfucker out. Hear that, Bernard Fanning? <laughs> Watch your back, Fano. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got it. We've got to see what happens uh, in the Entourage script, which we've written. It's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the, the, that... The fe- I, I, I'm going to predict that the, um, the next Entourage script that we perform live is going to make it back to the original boys. And they're going yep. to be like, Angus Levins, can we come down... To Australia to perform this live for yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a good prediction, and that's not one I'm going to argue against because I'd be a fool to do so. Um, so you can find us facebook.com slash heyfam podcast. Yep. Or leave a review on our iTunes. Maybe make a little prediction of what you think will happen to HeyFam in 2016 yeah. on our iTunes. We love constructive criticism. <coughs> no fiery deaths, thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, you know, predict with us. Tell us, yeah, tell us your predictions. And uh, you can follow Angus online at Chimichangus. Chimichangus. I'm at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Yeah. And uh, just where you find general real ones, I think. That's true. Um, have a real one, fam. Bye, fam. And enjoy 2016 with us every week. Peace out, babies. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Bam, 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 bam. Watch your back, fano. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Acast and Befeller. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skide af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.